You know, I'm here to make you money. I help your business and your channel grow as much as humanly possible. So we're going to be talking about how you can do that with merch today. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with VidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. I'm pumped to be up in them earbuds today because we're talking about some good stuff. We are talking about all of the things that you need to know to make merchandise a part of your YouTube strategy. And before you go away, before you walk out, before you like Desiree, Merch is not for me. I don't want to do it. I want nothing to do with it. I, I think that it's going to be stupid. It's going to waste my time. I'm going to be so upset when I don't sell anything. And I hear you because I have been in those exact, exact shoes where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why is my community going to buy this stuff for me? Why does this matter? Like, how do I make this even work for me? And the secret to this all, honestly, is going to come to you in this episode. We're going to break down what you need to do, how you make it work, what you can offer, all of the details, the nitty gritty. I thought of every single question I could possibly think of to ask our awesome partners over at Spreadshop what you have to do to make this happen, which is why I think you're going to love this episode. It's really great. And we really dive into so many important things that everyone needs to know about creating merch because it's a really important part of being a creator is having a merch store, a way for your followers to support you and to also like represent you like quote unquote word of mouth style. Like this is such a good episode. So make sure you head over to womenofyoutube.com forward slash spread shop to set up your free store right now. Okay. Right now in this situation as we go through this episode. So listen to this episode, set it up while you're doing it. It's going to be so worth it. I promise Spreadshop is your best option. They have the fantastic quality, fantastic options. And it's going to help you succeed in ways that you never thought possible. Before we dive into this, I really want to make sure that you join us on April 20th at 1230 Eastern time so that you are going to learn everything you need to know about setting up your spread shop store, which again, you can do for free and super easy. We're going to be in there answering all of your questions and showing you how it works. And you're going to see how we set up the women of YouTube merch site. Like that's what we're going to do. Set up the women of YouTube merch store. You can check it out. You can buy it and then also follow along with us so you can set up your own store for success. Again, 1230 April 20th in the Women of YouTube group, which you can find at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women of YouTube. Without further ado, here's the episode. Let's make money, ladies. I am so excited to have the two of you on this podcast today to just talk about how we're going to make all of the merch dollars. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Okay. So why YouTube? Um, so basically YouTube in my eyes is perfect because whether you're a beginner, whether you're a YouTube veteran, um, whether you have short form content, whether you have long form content, 
um, it's free to use and you can find your audience. I think uh, YouTube is huge enough that everyone can uh, find their own niche and Spreadshop loves to help creators, um, whether you're big or small, whether you have short or long content in um, connecting with their audience through merch. So not only building your brand, but also bringing in some extra money. Okay, so now you have to tell us what's Spreadshop? So Spreadshop is a print on demand service um, where basically anybody can upload a design and we take care of the products, the printing, shipping, customer service, orders, all of that good stuff, all for free. Um, so you upload your design, you pick what products you want to sell, and we take care of everything else. So it's a super free and easy way to connect with your audience and, you know, give them something back. Let them um, rep your brand. It's an easy way to make some extra money. Um, and it's, I mean, who wouldn't want their own merch? It's pretty cool. Okay, so I'm going to ask this because I feel like it's kind of a little bit of the obvious question, which is why Spreadshop? over the other print-on-demand services. What is it that Spreadshop has going from them from an operation standpoint and a culture standpoint that makes them what we feel to be the preferred method? I want to hit it from the culture standpoint because um, most print-on-demand services offer a similar thing for everyone. Um, but what Spreadshop does is that we really truly care about creators. Um, everyone on the team is artistic and, and creative in their own way. Um, we have DJ, who's a comic artist. Um, I, I find art in all kinds of different ways. Everyone, we have um, Amanda, she does blogs. Um, she has a fashion blog. Um, so we, we all kind of live creator lifestyles and it's really exciting for us to be able to help people who are trying to find their way and be able to fund. We're happy to be able to give somebody a channel that can help them fund their creative journey and not have to worry so much about like that end of it. You know, like anybody, we can help anybody do it. You don't have to be a huge creator. You don't have to have a huge following. We can help you get started. And what do you think from like a logistics standpoint, like when it comes to like the back end, the creating, the actual quality of the products, like why is Shoppable superior in your eyes? Um, I mean, the quality is unmatched. I should have worn my Spreadshop shirt. Uh, we all buy from our creators' merch shops and um, no complaints from, from our end. But uh, in addition to that, like we're international. So whether your audience is in the United States, Europe, wherever, we can um, serve them. Um, it's free, which doesn't get any better than that. We have over 200 products. So whether you want to sell the usual T-shirts and hoodies or you want to go a different route with bags and socks and pajamas. We have something for everybody. Um, and I think Brooke said it perfectly that, you know, our customer service, our team um, in North America, Spreadshop especially, like we are a team of creators. So we truly care about creators and we want to help them and we want what's best for them. So we're always available too. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like there's like a work-life balance struggle that we might be facing there. <laughs> okay. So I do have to ask this though. So this is coming from, you know, my experience. And, and so I always struggle with the, I mean, would merch really be successful for me? Like how would I, I how do I do this? Why would someone wear my brand and do my stuff? So how do we, convince our listeners and talk to our listeners about like why merch is a viable income stream. Um, I so, think 
Go ahead, Brooke. Um, uh, merch is a good income stream for creators because uh, everybody who watches you wants to support you in any way that they can. So rather than saying like, hey, could you donate to my like Venmo or whatever, you know, you, you get to wear the, like your customers get to wear your brand and they like to represent you. What about you, Brooke or Lauren? Um, I think actually Brian G. Johnson does a really good job of explaining this, but like, um, you know, people come back to your content for you, for your face, for the funny little things you say, the inside jokes you have with your audience. And I think putting that on merch kind of creates like an, an inside community. Uh, it's a sense of like, you know, belonging, like, hey, you, you wear your, your shirt, your women of YouTube shirt, and somebody sees you on the street, like, hey, I like that, you know, I follow them too. It, it's just a sense of like belonging and community. It's a really it. cool way to engage with your audience too, um, to make them feel included in your brand, um, to have like, because everybody has, all YouTubers seem to have like their little catchphrases or like inside jokes with their community. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really neat way to think about like, well, what would my, what would my followers want to wear that reminds them of me, but also makes them feel included as part of my community. And I think what's great about the idea of merch is like, what exactly what you said, you can have these inside jokes and you can, it's almost also could be like a conversation starter. Like, what is that from? Like, no one ever goes up to someone who's wearing Nike and be like, Hey, what's Nike? Or, Hey, I like Nike too. And you like Nike. So we're cool together. Like that doesn't, yeah. happen in that sense but if i'm like wearing like a shirt from a creator that i love like uh, i have these pink hoodies that are from spread shop um from my girl jessica stansberry that's i'd rather be watching gilmore girls and it's like bright pink and you better believe people are like yes please like that's what i would much rather be doing than at the grocery store or doing kid pickup or dealing with this snow situation so i think that that allows for it and also like if it's branded or they can ask hey where'd you get that or what's this have to do with anything like i think it would make a lot of sense to help almost like it's that word of mouth marketing it's really hard to get in the youtube space as someone who is a business owner and where like i spent years grinding networking in person trying to find businesses, growing network marketing, going to conferences and all this like tangible person situation and hoping to get referrals and word of mouth. I very rarely am like, Hey, I'm a YouTuber. Go follow my YouTube channel to people in like my real life situation. And so it, it allows like, let's your merch and your people do that for you without really like thinking about it in the way. Cause if you're not a business owner, you don't know about networking and all that stuff that you have to do. So it does allow for that, like ways for you to have that word of mouth that you never had before. I think we just um, actually came out with a blog, our content writer um, wrote and the title was um, merch is the new business card. And I think that like encapsulates what you're saying. Exactly. I think that that needs to be a sticker. We need to get from spread shop. <laughs> so, but no, that's a, that's a really good point. Merch is a new business card. So, how do we get people to accept our business cards? How do we get people to buy from us? Like, what is it that we need to do at any point in being a creator, whether you have a 250,000 subscribers or 250 subscribers? Like, how do we get people to buy? I think that it's most important to form that connection with your audience, um, include them in your decisions. Like I always, I always suggest like ask your audience what they would want to see on merch. Um, like what, what is it that, that connects the YouTuber to the, um, 
next to YouTuber to the person. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Like how, like, what is it that you're doing as a creator that allows for you to connect with your audience? I know for me, I struggle with connection with my audience. I feel like some days because, you know, when you go into your analytics on YouTube, right, there's like that graph in the background for your reach. And it's like the blue line and the purple line. If they're close together, you're like, hitting all the points that I, I have the gap because I'm solving people's problems. So when people are coming back, it's usually because like they're on my email list and they're opening it up. And so like, what is something that I, I can say on, that I say on the regular that they would know? And like, for me, my catchphrase is take action now, right? Like, that's what I say. And like, so that would be a shirt. That would be a sticker. That would be a, a coffee cup. Definitely needs to be a coffee cup for sure. But, you know, and here on this podcast, you know, we, ask the question why youtube and we always end with you are impossibly amazing like those are the shirts those are the things that people would want to have because they're inspirational they're fun and they're supporting what you're doing but the question i still have that i i know and you can maybe let me know lauren is how do i make them click that buy button even if someone watches my videos over and over and over again I maybe like they haven't bought for me. Maybe they're just here because they like my weird hair and my sound of my voice. Some information's kind of good. But how do I make them buy? Um, I mean, the easiest thing would be just constantly reminding them. And then I know like merch shelf, if you qualify for that, puts it underneath all of your videos. But even without merch shelf, um, you can wear your own merch, which is like um, free and easy, uh, promoting, um, you know, even if it's as simple as drinking out of a coffee cup when you're in your YouTube videos. Um, and I think that that connection part is like, like you said, you know, you're impossibly amazing. Something like that, that really connects with, with everything. Um, even if nobody wants to buy a shirt or a hoodie, like even a sticker or a coffee mug can, can be useful and, and you can sell that to your audience. And it makes them feel like they're contributing to why do you think it is people want to support creators? What is it that has changed in us culturally that we're like, I'm going to give this random stranger that makes me laugh on the internet or helps me with this problem. I'm just going to give them money. Why do you think we do that, Brooke? I think that the way that we've grown as a culture with the internet is it we can connect with people that we're not seeing in our everyday lives. Um, we're constantly making like, I know that I make friends on Instagram from very random things. Like if it's like a, a beauty account that I follow and, and I see a comment of somebody that I can relate to and I'm like, oh, hey, me too, you know? And then all of a sudden we're friends. Um, so I think that the way that YouTubers, a good, a, somebody who's built for it, um, the way that a YouTuber will speak to their audience makes them feel that connection and makes you feel like you're friends. And if you're, if you're honest and authentic, which I think is, is really important if you want to be a creator and you want to build an audience, um, then your audience feels like they're your, your friend. You know, um, so, I mean, I, I love to support my friends. I have plenty of friends who are business owners or artists um, and I'm constantly trying to plug their stuff everywhere. Um, so I think that it's definitely the same for YouTubers. And especially when you see somebody with the, opportunity to grow as as something you know like that's it's really cool to feel like you can be a part of that like i remember i i watched bailey sarian whenever she was just a like in in like her bedroom as a makeup artist um and she like it was like before she even like did the partnership with ipsy and now she's like this huge murder mystery makeup 
and it's really cool that I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like, we, I had I had exchanged comments with her. So like, I feel like, oh wow, I was kind of like a part of that, it, it, you know? So um, I think that I think that it's that community and the like friendship, you know, just forming like fi finding common bonds is. What okay, makes so, I mean, I, I have to ask the questions. I mean, besides myself, who are your digital friends that you think that you've made with creators that you love? You're like, you know what? We would be best friends. Who is it for you guys? Uh, I think mine, uh, at least on YouTube, is Modern Millie. Um, I am obsessed with, first of all, her color scheme because I just think it's gorgeous. And she's so organized. I, I'm a big fan of her and we work with her. But on TikTok, um, I am obsessed with all of these dog accounts. And so those would be all of my friends. I would want all of them to come visit me. What about you, Brooke? Who's yours? Well, I already said Bailey Sarian. I feel like that's not the greatest answer because she's so huge. But I, I did always feel that connection with her because I felt like I, she's very relatable. Mm -hmm. um, she's kind of like flawed and, and funny and just uh, seems like a normal girl. Um, so that's, she's, she's my favorite. She's kind of an inspiration. I'm super lame. And I just go back to my OG, like YouTube crush. And for me, it's Amy Schmidtower because she's what got me here to the tube, like her book and, and her niss and like, you know, we're very similar, same age. And she goes, we've gone through a lot of journeys that are like, I get that. I understand that. And it's been fun watching her. Like she's uh, pregnant. She's about to have her first baby. And I'm just so excited for her. And it's just one of those situations to be a part of it. And another one for me, while she's not a YouTuber, uh, her name is Kristen Lavalley. I found her months into being a mom for the first time. And it was, Are You Lonely Too, Mama? was the name of this blog that she had written that went viral. And I've been following this crazy journey she's been on for like almost eight years. And it's like, I'm like, I, I would be best friends with this person. If like we lived in the same town, I would go to her house every day and just, we would just hang out. Like I truly believe that in my soul. And I think that it comes from what we've talked about here, where we have built relationships with people because they're real, because they're raw, because we have found these relatable points of interest. We're like, yes, I understand this person, or this person speaks in a cadence that I can understand and respect. Like people that comment you talk too fast are not my people right like i just i'm like you can either slow down my youtube videos or move along like that's just not who your girl is right i'm just i'm gonna be fast i'm gonna be to the point i'm gonna be super sassy along the way as well and so i think that that is important to do and i think the reason that we need we're continuously emphasizing this to all of you that are listening because what you're doing is so freaking cool. You're talking about something on the internet that people that is helping somebody. And whether you believe it or not, because some days you're like, how do I get past this creative rut? Or what am I doing? Or this one rando let this trolley comment on my, my on my video and now I'm like feeling bad about myself or I don't know what to do or my kids aren't letting me create my content or my job's in the way or I'm just down. Whatever it is, like you are helping people. Like and you are there for them. And in a in a we're still in a COVID world, but like in a post as an evolving COVID like society, like we want people and to connect with them. And I think that if you put up a merch store and you stick to it and you keep refreshing it and showing it off and drawing attention to it, it'll pick up that scene that you want. I think you bring up a good point too, that like, you know, you don't just upload a design and, and call it a day. It, it is, you know, you come out with a new catchphrase, you, you update your merch. If, you know, summer is coming upon us, maybe take down those hoodies and put up some tank tops and some ball caps. Yes. So it, it is a process of like constantly optimizing it. Can we take a moment to talk about the shirt 
swag situation. Now, granted, I live in the snowy tundras of Michigan now. Not really. It just feels that way right now. Uh, but for years, I lived in the Southwest, Texas, Nevada, Arizona. And every single company that I love to work with or a person I wanted to rep, they never had tank tops or <laughs> t-shirts, like good t-shirts, not like those. It was always those stiff man t-shirts. And I'm like, your girl's got boobs and I don't like women's sizes. They should be soft. And there's a whole journey. So I definitely love that seasonal thing. Especially because you think about it from a YouTuber perspective, we create content based on seasons and trends. Like we're not going to do a haul video about snow gear in May. Right. So your merch should definitely match that. Like even like, here's another one. If we're going to talk about t-shirts and tank tops, let's talk about coffee mugs and tumblers. Right. And I don't know, but I know ice, ice coffee is a thing, right? We can do that in the summer as well. I no, love that tip. Exactly. That. When I first, What's cool with when I first started at Spreadshop, there was like over 200 products. And I was like, how am I ever going to remember all of these? It was so overwhelming. But I mean, you have, curvy tank tops, you have regular tank tops, you have sports shirts, you have t-shirts, you have, you know, a little glass mug with a straw, you have a coffee cup. So there's definitely something for every season, something for everybody. It's important to keep your audience in mind too, whenever you're making the product selections. Like I think that that's where we see a lot of people go wrong is by like, people don't necessarily want to see your just like your name on a shirt. They want something that appeals to them and that makes them like has an actual connection with you and same with like you don't pick pick products in your for your shop that your audience you think like well, what would they use what would they wear like we have aprons for instance and aprons can be for um people who cook they can be for artists they can be for makeup artists you know like there's a wide variety so like if you get creative with things like coffee mugs people a lot of people use them for um like brushes or for pens or you know like there's just there's so many different ways and and then it comes down to the way that you're marketing it. So if you are using something in a creative way, um, then have that, like have your coffee mug in your, in your video one day, have it with some pens in it. The next day, drink some coffee out of it. The um, shameless plug, I think it's totally okay. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, cause when it, when it comes down to it, if you want to give your, like if you, if you care about your audience because they're supporting you and they're helping they're what's making you grow. Um, so uh, with this, we were talking about the seasons, um, if you switch up your merch and your design seasonally, it's also really cool. A lot of people will do like limited merch designs. Um, and that creates a lot of a buzz and like urgency, like, Oh, I have to, I have to buy this before it's gone. So say like, Oh, for spring, we're going to have this design I'm releasing and you can tease it for a few weeks. So it builds and people are excited for it. Say it's only going to be available for the month of March. And then you deactivate it after March and then you'll, most likely see a spike in sales. All the FOMO. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you.
All right, let's get back to it. Okay, so let, I think this is a good segue into tactics for selling. Okay, so limited merch is a good one. So I've seen this with different people, and I think it works well. Like, for example, we've had um, uh, Valentina on here, and she's talked about how she would do them. It was like uh, duck the pair, and it was like F-U-C-K to YouTube. It was this whole journey she was on, and it was an inside joke. And it was a limited merch run. I love the Super Carlin Brothers, and they will do these limited merch runs uh, for different, like, I'm a Harry Potter nerd, too. So, like, Harry Potter shirts and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so we've bought them in my house. So I'm like, I want this. I love this creator. And on top of it, I need everything in my home to self-identify with me because I'm in a house with a Gryffindor and I'm a Slytherin. Like, it's a whole journey. It's a battle. It's a battle of the houses in my house. Like, I know. I'm weird, but it's just only, I think that's a great example for a What is another tactic or way that we can effectively sell our merch? So we've talked about seasonality and we've talked about um, limited runs. What other methods could we use to sell our merch? Uh, I think giveaways are also uh, a super creative way to like create some engagement. So once you see your merch sales dropping off and you know, you've tried to come up with new merch designs or wear your own merch to promote it more, throw up a giveaway and say, hey, you know, if you enter and, and send in your email, then I'll pick three winners and give them a free t-shirt. Um, and I think another one could be asking your followers to tag you in their own merch. So, you know, to ask them to take a picture of uh, whatever they bought, throw it up on Instagram and tag you and, and give them, give the winner 20 bucks, 50 bucks. So it doesn't have to be anything super expensive, but even just like sharing their content shows that you appreciate their, their merch sales. Brooke, how could we use this as a, an extension or a part of our memberships, whether it's YouTube memberships or Patreon or something else that we're doing? How can we use merch as a part of that? That's a tricky one. Lauren, what do you, cause what do you, um, you could definitely do exclusive merch. So if you have um, a group and you want to offer, hey, this is for my private group only, exclusive merch, you know, don't share it with anybody else, but give them the option. Um, you could also let them buy first. You could give them exclusive promos. Um, so yeah, the, the opportunities are like limitless with that. I've seen with like Patreons and stuff where it's like, if you like um like pin collecting like i've seen creators that are like i don't know if you guys do pins but it was pin collecting where it's like every month if you're at this tier of membership you get this exclusive piece of swag from us and so sometimes it's a pin mm -hmm. and the next level up is a shirt and it's like this every month we make a shirt design for the inside jokes of what's relevant and trendy within our culture, within our community. And it's a limited run. So it's like a, you either are in and are a member for this month, or you're not, and then you're not getting it. And so it's almost like this, I don't want to be left out. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade from the $5 to the $10 membership. Um, and that kind of thing would probably, and like, I would think that what we could do with something like with Spreadshop, it wouldn't be like whether it's just direct to order, there would be an opportunity for us to like, but buy it at like quote unquote cost mm -hmm. and, and then ship it? Or like, how would that part work? Like how would that that's what, work from a membership perspective? That's what I was thinking is if, if you do have, it, where it would get tricky is if you had a huge amount of people and those exclusive groups, but you can obviously drop ship. You like, you can purchase from your own shop and it would be, you can purchase, um, you could, we have a thing where you can buy samples and that will remove the commissions from your products. So you could, 
purchase your own things and then ship them to your followers addresses. So that would definitely work. And I think that um, would work too if you have a big following, especially if it's international, since you guys do the international shipping, that that would help as well, right? Yes, of course. And it's super easy too, because um, say I have three people in the very top tier of my private group, I can plug their addresses in, pick what merch I want to send them, send it out, and Spreadshop takes care of everything. So you don't have to worry about, you know, international shipping and, and what that entails or anything like that. So I know at least for me, I hate mailing things out. I hate doing that kind of stuff. So that's a, a weight off your shoulders. I have a book that I, I have to like have it printed from Amazon. It takes a while. And I have like a, like a box I keep here. I have to ship them to people quite frequently. So I understand that pain very much because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we don't mail things very much anymore. We get a lot of Amazon boxes. <laughs> yeah. We don't mail things a whole lot anymore. <laughs> it's one of those things that's too easy to put off. <laughs> right, it is. And I love that you like said you taking away that barrier to entry it makes it so much easier. Because my idea was like, okay, I gotta go to you and I gotta buy like a hundred of these things. And you're like, nope, don't do that. Just do this instead. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. that seems way easier because the the easier we can make something, the more likely we are to do it. I think it's just the psychology of how we operate nowadays. Um I had another idea and I just told us mine. If I, if I come up with it and I'll, there might be a brief interruption for that. Sorry, ladies, if you are listening. So let's talk about some of the things that we can do wrong. What can we do wrong when we're creating our stores and selling our merch? Like what puts us on the path for not having success or saying the words, well, merch didn't work for me. There are so think, many things. Yeah. There's a lot, but I think at least um, in my head, the top three would be, throwing all your designs up at once on every single product. And that is like way too many choices for your followers. I see that all the time and like nobody will buy because there's just too many things to look at and it's overwhelming. Um, and I also think not designing your shop. Um, so we have like customizable headers, customizable backgrounds, like colors, all that kind of stuff. Nobody wants to click on your shop and it looks like unprofessional and, and you know, not set up or anything. So I think that's a big one. Um, and then not not trying out your own merch. Uh, so you can order samples right from the back end. And it's super easy to just see how it looks on yourself and, and uh, before you, you sell it out or anything like that. I hear you My say biggest sample our own supply, which I can I can get on board with that. Yes. Amen. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Brooke? My my biggest thing that I think people do wrong is putting their Lauren mentioned having too many designs up at a time, but we she mentioned earlier that we have over 200 products. Um, people can get really excited and just want to throw their designs on all of the products. That becomes extremely overwhelming. I call it, I think that there's like an actual like psychological name for it that somebody came up with, but I call it like the Walmart effect where you go into Walmart and you want to buy a box of cereal, but then there are 300 boxes of cereal and you just get really annoyed and overwhelmed and frustrated. And then you leave without buying cereal at all. It's the same thing if somebody comes to your shop and they have so many options of things to buy. Like we have, say, like 20 different kinds of T-shirts and, and the shop owner will activate all of those T-shirts. Don't do it. Pick pick like pick the cheap, like a cheap T-shirt, like the stiff men's T-shirt that you mentioned, like a standard concert type T-shirt and then have like a, a nicer, like like a next level version. Um, just giving a couple options for things that will apply to your audience. Um, I, think if the, I think the phrase you're looking for is analysis paralysis, too many options and no ability to pick one. 
And I understand that because I just painted my house. So, oh, oh, that. <laughs> if you want the, the ultimate and house yeah, that's the one. But no, I love that. And you know, basically, off of too, like what we've talked about in in this podcast, another one I think would be not talking about it. Like that's something that people probably do wrong and giving up, like giving up. Like it's so easy for us to forget to talk about what we do, or right? because we're just like on this grind of create, create, create. I did that with my book. Like my book, I, I have a book, I have an audio, an audible for my book. And I'm like, I don't talk about it all that much anymore. And I go through like these cycles, like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. I should have a book to help people to go buy it. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, I did it and I moved on. Like I, this monumental thing that this teeny tiny fraction of the world does is write a book and I talk about it. And so I could see that being the same thing with my merch. Oh, I, I made a video. I posted up a shelf and no one's bought anything. So obviously this isn't going to work. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> No. You have to keep up with it. You have to keep it fresh, add design, switch up your products and definitely talk about it. Keep, keep the link to your shop everywhere you can, your Instagram bio, your Twitter, your YouTube, um, like pin, pin your shop link in your Twitter, you know, um, and just keep wearing the stuff. Don't be afraid to promote yourself. And I yeah. think like, this is from like a business perspective. Like y'all know I am like, Make an email list. Like that's what I preach when it comes to YouTube. So I educate my clients about. We've talked about a great deal on the podcast. I talk about in the community. You'd like that. You need to control your audience so that not only because you want to be able to promote your videos and, and, and send them to everyone that might want to be interested in, not just who the algorithm decides to put them in front of, but for these kinds of opportunities when you have a sponsorship. Yeah. I'm able to get more sponsorships because it's not just let me post these videos. It's because I'm also going to send them to this email list. I have grown from this place that brought them in that has this like specific open rate and things like that. And so it works really well. And so this is where, again, one more layer to help with your business hat, to help you with making that money. Make sure you're building emails because you can send your merch to your email list, especially mm -hmm. if you're doing fun, seasonal, different stuff. You could like add as a segment in, like you could ask, you could pull your audience. What should I make or this or that? Like you can let them participate. And like, that's what the email list, the way to communicate the community allows for you to do that. You could do that. And um, so you mentioned like the Patreon and the exclusive member thing too. That would be a cool thing that you could do with that is, is say like, Hey, I have these few designs, um, vote for, vote for whichever one. Or even if you have, like, I know a lot of people struggle with, um, not having design skills or knowing how to use design programs. Um, have, ask, ask your followers, you know, like, Hey, do you, if anybody wants to come up with a design, a design for me, you know, winner will vote and then your merch will be up. And then even if you want to throw them a cut, so you don't feel like you're like taking their work from them, um, like give, give them something for that too. They can sell your merch with Spreadshop. Always free, always awesome. Why are we so awesome, you might ask? Simply sign up, upload your designs, lay out your products and shop, and we'll print and ship your order on demand anywhere in the world. We back our service with a 1,000% satisfaction guarantee. You can make and sell shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, totes, and even stickers. Get started today at Spreadshop.com. Always free and always awesome. I think that now we have reached the time where we get to like obsessively dote on the awesomeness of Spreadshop for a second. And I think that this is where we need to answer some of the questions about the service so that our listeners can know like why Spreadshop over others, because I try really hard not to just like 
willy-nilly let people be a part of this community. And so with Spreadshop, there's a lot of things that are coming. So first and foremost, what does it cost to create a store on Spreadshop? Free. Absolutely free. Perfect. What are my commissions? So each whatever you want. Yeah, each product we have is customizable. So everything has a base price. Uh, if you decide to sell like a tote bag, I think the base price is $8.99. And say you want to sell them for $15.99 in your shop, you'll get seven bucks for every bag you sell. And so each product you can pick um, exactly what you want to make off of them. And then on top of that, we have a performance bonus system. So if you sell um, more in a month, then we'll lower your base price, meaning you get an even higher cut. So there's a lot of different ways. Um, we try to make it easy for you. If you want to make, you know, a um, dollar off this or $20 off this, it's, it's all up to you. What if I don't know what to put on my product? Like how, how do I, or I, and I don't understand how, like not know like what, not the, I don't know what free used to do. Like, I don't know how to get a design made to make this work. Like, so how do you guys help with that? Um, I mean, Canva is super easy to use. We always recommend that. Um, I know Fiverr is another really good one. You can pay five bucks and, and get a design made. Um, and I mean, reach out. Uh, we're always willing to help you out. If you have uh, a design in mind, we can see if we can make it work. So anyway, we can help help the creators, give them some tips, recommend um, some design sites to use. We're definitely open to doing that. And what is unique about the spread shop storefront? Because I think it's important to highlight that. We're really, really customizable. Like you can, there's so many features um, you can upload. Uh, a teaser image, you can upload your logo, you can embed a YouTube video, like we have two different about sections and you can embed a YouTube video in there. So if you have like an introduction video or um, I see sometimes people will make videos like announcing their merch or like a new merch drop, um, you can keep it really simple. Um, you can adjust all of the colors that you want. So it's, it's, really, it's, it's really in your hands as far as like matching your brand. And, and minimal spread shop branding on top of that too um whenever you're customizing it like brooke mentioned we're also also able to be integrated into your website um so just the women of youtube website for example you can copy and paste your html code um, right into your website and so your spread shop will show up inside of your website so your customers don't have to leave um to go check it out or anything like that very nice very nice okay so what can we do to get started? Like, how do we get on our path of creating merch? Like, what would you say three, three things to do to get started just to make this really easy and actionable for our listeners? Um, I would say definitely if you don't have design skills, then go to Canva, come up with something, just whatever your catchphrase is. Maybe if you just have a logo, um, upload that design, just get, just do it. It's, it's free. It's super easy to sign up five, 10 minutes to sign up, um, put in your, we can, we'll pay you out via PayPal. So you can enter a PayPal address or we can do direct deposit. Um, there's really, there's very few excuses that you can make to not get started. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really that easy. And like now, like I, I know that coming up with designs and, and creating designs used to be more difficult, but but now that there are different programs that you can use that are free, there's, I mean, you're you're the only one that's holding yourself back if you don't get started. And I also think like, as soon as you you click the link and sign up, 
we'll run you through everything. So if you don't have a design yet, um, we'll give you a sample one that you can just use to see how it all works. So you throw that on, pick out a few uh, products that you want to sell, and you can see how it all looks in your shop. So even if you don't have that part done yet, you can still sign up and uh, see how it works. I love that. All right. Well, we're going to have the link where you can get started on Spreadshop over on our show notes, or you can just go to womenofyoutube.com forward slash Spreadshop and get started today. And I also think it's very important to note this. And if you're listening to the replay, I am sorry, but we are doing a live training where we are going to walk through how to start your own Spreadshop. And we're going to create a women of YouTube store on Spreadshop while we're doing this. We can show you how easy it is to use. And of course, answer any questions that you might have. If you have anything that you want to show, you want to ask, you want to do, you want feedback on. This will be the training to do it. And it's going to be only in the women of YouTube Facebook group over at facebook.com forward slash group forward slash women of YouTube. We will doing, we will be doing this on Thursday, April 21st at 1230 Eastern time. So whether you are just like starting your day or you're done a little lunch break situation, this is going to be something you are not going to want to miss. And it doesn't matter where you are in your creator journey. You don't want to miss this because I think that this is just a fantastic opportunity for you to add revenue to your business because I, I will with you. I've been a YouTuber for almost five years. Merch never seemed like an option for me. And after working through Spreadshop and even having this conversation, I'm more dedicated to doing it now than ever because it works. I'm not saying that I'm going to like be able to like replace, I'm not going to be able to like pay my mortgage with it every month right away or anything, but I do think it can help give me the path to getting those little bits of income. It's all about getting little bits of income from lots of places to get us onto our full-time creator path. So I am so grateful for Spreadshop. I'm so grateful for Lauren and Brooke for taking the time to talk with me today. This was fantastic. So again, make sure you head over to our show notes at womenofyoutube.com and tune in for that live training. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you so much for those that are listening. Remember, you are possibly amazing. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 